Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the Bewildered Dad podcast. Yes, episode 20 and pretty much a year to the week since it started. How has your life changed because of the Builder Dad podcast in the last year? Mine has definitely changed, mainly that every two weeks or so I have to panic at the last minute to find enough material to fill a podcast. If you want to know more about it, bewilderdad.com and all the usual social media as well. I have a presence on them. Coming up on today's podcast, some of the more bizarre names that were chosen by parents in Scotland in 2015. We talk more poo, but hopefully not too graphically. Um, Unaccountable academies and how my daughter at two years old has nailed satire. But first of all, it's the Bewildered Dad News. The BBC is providing every year seven or equivalent child in the UK with its new micro-bit codable computer, hoping to create what Tony Hall, the Director General, says will be the coders, programmers and digital pioneers of the future. Uh, It's a collaboration between 29 different partners. They hope to emulate the success of that stalwart of the 80s and 90s school IT rooms, the BBC Micro. Do you remember it? With its black and red keys and that lovely sort of beige box that computers used to come in for a while before they went, "Mm, let's try and sexy this up a little bit. Uh, The original BBC Micros is credited, actually, with kickstarting the British gaming industry. People learnt to code on it, and, you know, I learnt to make it do funny beeps and stuff, which is almost similar. Um, Kids can now create their own programmes with the micro bit, and that's the sort of legacy they're trying to get on board with, with this uh, Make It Digital initiative. So the micro bit is five centimetres by four centimetres. It includes a motion sensor, Bluetooth technology, compass as well, features a number of LEDs that can be programmed, and then you can connect it to desktop computers, smartphones, tablets, and use this specialist software on a website to create programmes. And this girl has already used it to set an alarm for the drawer in which she keeps her diary, which is brilliant, you know, coder of the future. And that's one of the big things as well. They're looking to get more girls into coding, into digital stuff as well, which is a brilliant, brilliant thing that they're trying to do. Uh, You really should have a look at the bewilderdad.com website as well to go and have a look at the video of today's kids trying to use the old BBC Micro. Very, very funny. I think it's a great idea. I think it's free and it will encourage people to, to get into digital. It's becoming more and more important that people... People know these sort of skills. But someone has to have a downer on it, and you'd expect it to be the Daily Mail, because they always have a downer on the BBC. However, it's the Daily Mirror this time. They asked whether this technology could lead to a generation of hackers. Which is such a backwards way of looking at a great initiative. Hackers have existed before the rolling out of this, and they'll continue to do their stuff. The answer isn't to stop children learning how to become a part of an increasingly digital world. If they wanted to use their skills for evil, they would just use the skills for evil. There's so many ways they could achieve that without this little computer, which could actually help the world and help the UK be at the forefront of a sort of wave of technology. It's just bizarre. It's like stopping apprentices learning how to be builders because you're worried that they could use the spare bricks for breaking windows and breaking an entry. It's just absolutely bizarre. It was while I was sort of looking at this news story that I really did think there is a good point, isn't there, that we, as parents, will say to our children, ah, you're spending too much time on your computer. You need to get out there and go and live in the real world. Can I just say, BBC Micro... Sega Mega Drive, Amiga, 
all of these sort of things. We spent our childhoods just playing computer games. They weren't as good quality as the ones nowadays. But I think we should look at ourselves before we go, oh, in my day, we were out from nine in the morning to six in the evening in the school holidays. We never sat inside. Yeah, right. We drank roller cola as well, which I think has got to have something weird in it. Never mind the obesity crisis of today. This is the Bewildered Dad podcast, episode 20. Find out more at bewilderdad.com and on Facebook, Twitter. There's an Instagram account. There's a Tumblr as well, but I don't really use it very often. Um, This is a bizarre story, right? The uh, National Record of Scotland has issued its annual report into what kids have been named in the country during the year, during 2015. Apparently Thor and Loki have made an appearance on the list. Now, it could be that the parents were into Norse mythology. More likely, they were influenced by the Marvel's Avenger films. Also, other names included in the list given to children, actually done in Scotland, Ptarmigan as in PTA, blah, 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 the bird, that's going to be annoying when that child gets to school and they do that. Let's do a game where we do a word that describes you that goes with the first letter of your name. Oh, yeah, I'm Jumping Jim. Oh, I'm Careful Karen. Oh, I'm Politically Correct Ptarmigan. That's just not going to work, is it? Timothy was another name. Like the shabby... Timothy! Seriously? And Siri. This is weird. Why would you name your child... After Siri, which is fairly rubbish app on your iPhone. I mean, that when that kid gets to school, they're going to refuse to answer anyone's questions in a straightforward or accurate manner because the actual Siri can't do it. Well, in fact, let's see what Siri thinks of children being called Siri. Siri, what do you think of your name? I'd rather not say Jim. Well, there you go. You have it from the horse's mouth. Uh, there were two girls called Mercedes and Porsche, but no Skoda, unfortunately. Music was represented by a Paloma, as in Faith, a Shakira, like the Colombian Chanteurs, who, and I quote, has breasts that are small and humble so you don't confuse them with mountains. There was a Bowie and two Axles as well, after Mr. O. It's always going to be late for stuff there if the actual Axel Rose is anything to go by. Now, I've complained since a month after my daughter was born that Disney nicked my daughter Elsa's name for Frozen. I don't want people thinking that we were inspired by that film, but people are happy to show that they've paid homage to Shampoo. Mind you, if, if Timothy had been twins, would they have been called Wash and Go? I don't know. It's just a really strange thing to do. And the worrying thing is that the list for 2016, you know there's going to be a Boaty McBoatface on there. Episode 20 of the Bewildered Dad podcast. I'm Jim. I am Bewildered Dad. My daughter is two years old and she's mastered satire. I will tell you how in a little bit. But I was talking a few weeks ago about how you spin parenthood because there's all the negative things like the lack of sleep, the dealing with nappy incidents, the crying and things like that. But the positives are very difficult to put over to someone who doesn't know. So when you go, oh, but you get a really nice smile. Oh, it's really good when you hear the giggle. That means the world, if you're the parent. But to someone who's just heard all that stuff about not sleeping ever again, I don't think that's quite the recompense I need. 
is what they're thinking. So I was working out how to do this, but I found that I'm making it more difficult for myself. We've accidentally started potty training recently. We didn't really mean to do it. We've always sort of had a potty there for Elsa to use if she wanted to. And suddenly she's just decided she quite likes it when she does a wee or a poo on the potty. Let's not get too into the details, but she enjoys it. I was so proud the first time she did a poo. So, so proud. And she was as well. And we've got stickers to build up to the, the more stickers that she gets, the more Peter Rabbit toys that she gets. That's what she's really into at the moment. And she loves doing it. But I went into work the next day and everyone was going, oh, how was your evening? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I watched the football. Yeah, how was your evening? Oh, yeah. No, I just watched a bit of EastEnders. How was your evening? My daughter did her first poo on the potty. Yeah, silence around the room. No one was interested, and that's what you realise when you work with people who don't have kids. Even people who do have kids aren't really interested in your child's toilet habits, but there's a certain solidarity. So they'll go, oh, brilliant, that's great news. Yeah, I see that. That was great when our kids went through that. We enjoyed it as well. Non-parents, that's pretty much set the tone for the rest of the day. You are shunned. You are out of the cup of tea rounds. They don't want to come anywhere near you. You are just associated with poo. For the rest of the day. It's not the sort of thing to tell. But it's it's so good. This toilet training's amazing, right? It's the look on her face where she's sitting on the potty and she's doing something and she's like, yes, I'm a grown-up girl and I'm going to get another sticker and I'm going to get Benjamin the rabbit very, very soon. It's so cute. She went to... Um, see a friend the other day she stayed with one of her friends at their house during the day while me and my missus were both out at work and i got an amazing text message which unfortunately i did pass on to my non-parent workmates had a similar reaction super cute at drop off competitive weeing on potties other child i will redact their name they might not want to be mentioned in this podcast did one so elsa wanted to do one as well poor mum see i read that out thinking, oh, isn't that cute? Apparently, it is not cute and no one wanted to hear it. So anyway, I'm thinking, if you're listening to this, you're likely to be a parent, so you might have that kind of solidarity with me. You won't mind me talking about it for a little bit. I am about to finish talking about it. You will also understand that once you start doing sticker charts and once they start getting better at going to the toilet and there are more stickers going on there every day, how much you actually have to buy them as a reward... If she doesn't stop going to the toilet, I'm going to be bankrupt very soon. However, I am funding the next series of Peter Rabbit on CBeebies. Episode 20 of the Bewildered Dad podcast about to finish. Thank you very much for listening. But first of all, let me leave you with this, all right? Uh, Academies, all schools are going to have to be academies, despite there being no proof that that improves your child's education. This is according to uh, George Osborne has decided that this is going to happen. Now, the problem with that is that they miss out on kind of legal aid from local authorities. And it's also going to cost a billion pounds to do it which hasn't been accounted for in the budget. It's all very well taking money off disabled people to give tax breaks to rich people, but you've not saved enough to put forward one of your major policies there. Also, there's a real worry about how accountable these schools are. Uh, reporter Tom Belger in the Liverpool Echo tried to get in touch with Halewood Academy in the city about them closing their sixth form. There was no information available. They kept sending into the website with statements that didn't really answer the questions and you couldn't go to the local authority because they have no control over academies. So it seems like a bit of a mess 
all told. And nothing's been done to fix the main problem, which is teachers leaving the industry going, I'm not having any more. This is terrible. It's a terrible place to work. I don't want to be a teacher anymore. So they're leaving. People aren't joining up. Or if they are joining, they're leaving after a year or so and not teaching. There is a real shortage, a real crisis in teaching. And nothing's been done about that. Instead, there's this kind of vanity project being sent through that's going to help out some private firms that want to run schools. It's a scary situation. But my daughter completely nailed it the other day. She's two years old, is Elsa. And she, at seven o'clock at night, just ran up to me and went, Daddy, Daddy, I'm a teacher. And I went, oh, all right, OK, brilliant. All right, fine. She went away, played with some more stuff. At ten past seven, came up to me and went, Daddy, Daddy, I'm not a teacher anymore. And ran away again. And there you go. That is satire, ladies and gentlemen. That's the sort of stuff you'd get on Have I Got News For You. Thanks for listening.